This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee, where it is cold and snowy. In warm and sunny Florida, from ESPN West Palm, our friend Brian Rowitz. And also where, again, Milwaukee, Chicago. I'm assuming you're about to get the same snowstorm we're getting, Jay Hood. Uh, from ESPN 1000 in Chicago, he is Jonathan Hood. Uh, okay. 60s today. Oh, yes. <laughs> if he wasn't running the show, I'd say we kick him out. That's right. Man, put your hood down. Put your hood down, for God's sakes. You're in sunny, today. sunny Florida where you, you you can't get away from, you know, you know great sports there. The Owls is on TV again. They're going ESPN2. Yeah. My God. He's, he, 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 you talk about sunshine, not just with wrestling, but just everything. The Owls on ESPN2. They're on ESPN Radio every other game. I mean, Brian Rhodes is farting through silk. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Nah, he's- He's doing great, and he's going to be our GKW representative. We found out this week yeah. at the Royal Rumble. He's going to be heading- come on, Trop. Let's go to the Trop. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go to uh, cover the Royal Rumble, which I am jealous for because I've never been to a Rumble. Rumble is my favorite event. We'll get to some Rumble content later in the show, but right now, where we begin our opening segment here on GKW, Tony Khan keeps just violating the number one rule of Twitter, and that's don't tweet. All right? That's number one. Don't tweet. If you have to tweet, don't tweet the way that he does. So is this becoming a detriment, the way that he has to take to Twitter to either defend himself or go after WWE? This week he goes after them because Jinder Mahal, who hasn't, I mean, who knows the last time he actually won a televised match, but he is getting a world championship opportunity next week on Monday Night Raw. So he starts going after Jinder Mahal and he does all these things. Is Tony Khan on Twitter best for business for AEW? Uh, it is not best for business because the numbers show that it's not best for business. You know, you know, if Eric Bischoff uh, and Paul Heyman were around during Twitter, they'd be doing the same thing because you're trying to punch up, right? The WWE is the big company. And so Paul Heyman, go through the history of ECW. Heyman's promos or some of his wrestlers always are taking a shot at the WWE. And the same thing with Eric Bischoff. There's plenty. And if you look very closely at the battle on Twitter between Tony Khan and Eric Bischoff, there's videos that's popping up of Bischoff trying to fight Vince McMahon. You know, but again, there was no Twitter at the time, so you had to do it in the ring. So what I would say is, is that, I mean, you're the number two company in North America, bro. It's what's the point of you trying to punch at the WWE? I mean, do you think that if you just put it out there and say, hey, I'm fighting Jinder Mahal and saying Jinder Mahal is not that special. Make sure you tune in Wednesday. Well, if that helped, the numbers would be better. The awareness is there, but the numbers aren't there. You don't have to do that. You are solidified. You had 81,000 people or more in the UK last year. Why is that necessary? And it's also weird because the one part he's going after gender and the fact that he's fighting for the world title Monday, he's tweeting at the USA network account. Like the intern running that account is not working for WWE. Like, why are you going at that account? Like, what does that accomplish? <laughs> That's a great touch going after the USA account on Twitter. Look, like- also just so you have game for facts here. The last time gender won on TV, uh, January 10th of last year, he won on NXT. So I don't know if you count Ooh. that. If you do not. No, technically, that's, te- I mean, that's on television. I mean, right. that still counts. Well, if we don't want to count it, uh, June 3rd of 2022, he won on SmackDown against Umberto. So, world oh. title match, Monday night against Rollins. Hey, good for him. Getting that, you know, two year, you know, a year and a half ago, getting that big win over Umberto. <laughs> um, 
look, like, but here's the thing, like WWE, I think made that one make sense. And I understand that yeah. Tony Khan's trying to do, and, and then with the Samoa Joe promo that you got last night, Hey, show us your resume, show us, you know, so they're trying to make, bring back that aspect of AEW of the records matter. And you got to earn your title shot and that sort of thing with Samoa Joe. Look, I just don't bringing this undue heat upon yourself and have everyone just like, Again, because I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand why Eric Bischoff seemingly hates AEW because you would think that he would understand about competition being a good thing. Clearly, he doesn't. And also, Eric Bischoff has accepted money from Tony Khan to appear on AEW a couple of different times. So I, I don't know if the checks, you know, weren't big enough or whatever the deal was. I, but you just don't need to bring this undue heat on you at this you know, kind of transitional might be too strong of a word for AEW, but you know, MJF is going to be out for presumably a long period of time. You have a new world champion, you know, the, the way that Adam Adam Cole and, and Samoa Joe are talking about this kind of being a new era of AEW, like you're kind of pivoting a little bit, kind of operate, you know, operate in the weeds a little bit before you start popping out and attacking Raw for throwing a, I mean, how many times has AEW thrown a random championship right on television and that's basically what this is for monday night raw yeah with, with eric bischoff and his uh, his podcast it's all revisionist history and he blames everybody except himself for the failure of wcw it's kevin sullivan it's kevin sullivan it's rick flair it's kevin nash uh, uh the you know the the rain was coming that day so i couldn't see the ring or sting didn't have a tan and all this other stuff right or it's always someone else except him he never accepts the big responsibility for the failure of wcw and the money that was lost there and so you but you're right gabe the point is well made in which you say you know if you're eric bischoff and you fail twice because it wasn't just wcw it was tna as well um because which, of that which you, he blamed on dixie this week by the way right. well, oh yeah that's definitely on dixie oh that's definitely <laughs> well, yeah, dixie like, because, oh yeah it was <laughs> he it, like it, he did not hesitate for a second he's like no yeah. tna's not on me that was all dixie that was i, I yeah. told her not to bring in all these big stars and like Oh, okay, Eric. Cool. Yes, but also okay. you supported, but you and Hogan kind of pushed her into going head to head against Raw on Monday nights. Do you recall this, right? You recall TNA being on Monday nights yeah. against uh-huh. Raw because, and then of course you got to travel. You got to get out and travel and be out there live. They lost money big time because of Bischoff's influence. Look what I did with Nitro. We were traveling across the country. Then you see TNA in Salt Lake, and there was like five people there in the darkness, okay, because that was their suggestion. So Bischoff always is trying to uh, trying to push the buck and trying to blame someone else for the failures that he's had in TNA and WCW. So, But your point, Gabe, was right. You would think that he can relate. Trying to be the second company and figuring out how you could fit in the marketplace instead of being against Tony Khan, you should say, "Hey, you know what? There's some good things he does, and some things he needs to work on." Yeah, uh-huh. and then what I would say is, I made a lot of mistakes. So if I'm Tony Khan, I make sure that I don't do those same mistakes. Bischoff doesn't say that, but yet there's a Twitter battle between the two. It's, it's nonsense. Also, like, what's the upside if you're Tony Khan? Like, I understand if you're this small company, or even if you're AEW on day one, where it's like, hey, Eric Bischoff mentioned us. Like, he's watching the product. Like, if you're a GCW, that's a good moment. Because then maybe someone says, oh, what is this company? Let me go search them out. If you're AEW, you don't need that random rub. Like, you have names working for you. You have Adam Copeland. You're going to have Will Ospreay. What is the upside if you're Tony Khan? 
No, there's yeah. not. I mean, because again, there's, I mean, let's be honest, there's no upside for any of us ever tweeting ever. Like there's zero upside yes. to, you know, to, again, rule number one of Twitter is don't tweet. Right. Um, especially <laughs> if you're going to be attacking somebody else. Like that's, it, it, yeah, there's just no upside. I, I don't under, because I don't think that somebody is to kind of the points you guys are making is like, nobody is seeing this. Oh, he burned him. He, oh, he absolutely annihilated you know, Triple H and Junior Mahal. You know what? I'm tuning in on Wednesday and Friday and Saturday. I don't think I don't think anybody's doing that. So I don't see the upside of of deciding to go after Jinder Mahal. So there's some new things happening um, in AEW as we've been documenting on the show. There's new front office people, some people that's been been the company a long time. They're leaving, and new people are coming in. Well, now that you're five years old, it's time to grow up, right? You have the company Mm -hmm. for five years, and so the number one thing in January after all this is, is someone should take the Twitter account away from Tony Khan. Take it away from him. Going after the USA Network. And by the way, uh, shout out to the kid, the one kid that knows wrestling in the USA Network. <laughs> that mentioned, um, was it Cage? Cage, cage match, yes. Cage match. Yeah, I mentioned that as a clap back to Tony Khan. <laughs> There's no reason for, as the head of AEW, for you to be going back and forth and be part of this discourse. Because you know what? You can never win. There are more WWE fans than AEW fans. That's yeah. just a fact. Because it's generational, because there are generations among generations of WWE fans that support that product. You don't have to be that guy. All you have to do is support your team. Your team's AEW. And all you have to do is just continue to promote, let people know where they can find tickets, and then get the hell off of Twitter. The idea that you're fighting with uh, with other people about your product makes you less than. He is more of a baby than CEO when he does that. And that's just not good. That's not good for business at all. Again, the only time he should be tweeting are the, hey, look what's coming up on our shows this week, and the thank you, everybody, for, for watching, right? Like, right. those that's are really tri- the only That's what tweets. Triple H does. That's yeah, what Triple yeah. H does. It, because he didn't tweet a lot either, but now that he has autonomy, he just promotes. That's what he mm-hmm. does. Thank you for watching. Here's NXT coming up on Tuesday. Here's where you can get tickets to Perth, Australia. That's what he does. He doesn't get into the mud, but you know why? Because when you're the leader of the pack, you never look what's behind you. Yeah, but don't like say Hunter's you know, scot free. He was pissant company. That started there. Well, that's verbal. Oh, that's a promo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, mean, that's, I mean, I mean, that's I mean, he did say that. He said that to uh, Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn at the yeah. Hall of Fame, right? You're pissant company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, which, which, again, you decided to load up NXT. Anytime right. that the pissant company is going up against NXT, so you can try to artificially boost the rating. Like, it's wrestling. Trash oh, talk yeah. is going to exist. Yeah, that, that, know, that, whole comp- that, that whole competition thing and, and WWE being petty, they've been petty forever. There's no yeah. question. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to get into a, a pissing match on Twitter. That's my point. Like, they've yeah. always been petty from Vince to Triple H now. They've always been petty. Like, okay, we're going to knock out AEW and we're going to do this. We're going to load up the card here or we're going to make sure that we squash them. I get it. I get that part of it, but that's business from their standpoint. But you don't see them be in a Twitter fight. You don't. They don't do that. At least not Triple H. Right. <laughs> yeah. At least not Triple H. That is correct. We've got some other top stories we want to jump to as well today. We like to call it the three count. The other top three stories in the world of professional wrestling. Brian, what do we have this week? Uh, I'm not sure if you guys heard. There have been some uh, coaching changes in the world of professional sports. Yesterday, Nick Saban retiring. Today, Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways after lots and lots of years together. So this translated to pro wrestling. Who in wrestling will never leave their current promotions? <laughs> that's, good st- that's good stuff, right? 
that's good stuff. That's a great question. I honestly only feel like there's kind of a handful. Like I can see, you know, especially when we're talking about AEW, WWE, because I think, you know, people from TNA, people from, you know, yeah. NWA would, would jump at the opportunity <laughs> to join any one of those, you know, two companies. So I, I'm just looking at the two. Won't leave the promotion. I think I started with AEW and the only two names I kept coming back to were Darby and Mox. Like, okay. I think those two, just like Mox with the way he left, it seems like he's really happy with the way things are going in AEW. And like, I just don't see Darby Allen's style working in WWE. Like the second he does one of those suicide dives to <laughs> Seth Rollins, Seth is going, no, man, like, what are we doing? Like, what? On a house no. show. On a Stop. TV yes. At a, at a house show. Yes. What, what? No, we don't. You don't need to throw your shoulder into me that hard. What What are you doing, man? So I don't see Darby necessarily working at WWE. So the, that's the reason I came up with those two for AEW. I don't see those guys going anywhere. You know, Vince would have loved Darby, though, just as a Mighty Mouse, just as a, an attraction. He would have uh-huh. loved. He would. He would love now. Triple H maybe not as much, but I think that Vince would have said, "Look at this little bastard! God damn, he's <laughs> the place." Then from there, oh my, uh, look at that! Oh, what a maneuver! He would. He would have. He would have loved that guy's. Like, well, if he's gonna hurt himself, I mean, I mean, because you know why? Because it took some convincing for even Mick Foley to come to WWE. You don't think that Vince saw that death match nonsense and him, you know, flying around in continental and world class? He saw Mick Foley and was like, and thought, garbage wrestler. And then finally he'd be convinced, no, this guy can work. And he's like, all right, bring him in. As a matter of fact, the story is Jim Ross said, I'm going to bring in Mick Foley. And Vince told Jim Ross, he goes, you know what? I'm going to let you bring him in. I'm going to show you how wrestlers can break your heart. Wow. That's, that, he said, I'll do that. Y'all, I'll let you bring him in because I want you to learn the lesson of how wrestlers can break your heart. Mick Foley became world champion, right. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Whoops. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so I would say AEW, I had a couple more. I agree with Darby and Mox. The other two I put on there, I feel like Hangman's one of those guys that's just sort of content and happy. Like, he could be a star in the WWE, but also you'd be like, eh, I'm good just working once in a while. And the other guy, and talking about never working in the WWE, Eddie Kingston. Like, you can never trust him with a microphone. <laughs> he doesn't have the Vince look. Like, I think he's an AEW lifer at this point. That's that's a good point with Kingston. That's a very good point. Like, he can't be trusted. You cannot, no. you cannot like, run him out there on USA or wherever Raw ends up now with, all right, here's a live microphone, Eddie. Right. You know, we hear, here are your talking points. Here's what you have to hit. Like, no, he's not doing any of those things. I would love to see footage of someone in the back giving him talking points for a promo, though, just to see that conversation. Oh, my God. Stop listing these Japanese wrestlers. Nobody knows what you're talking about, Eddie. Yeah, but but no, those are are my heroes. I got to give them a shout out. There's Samantha Irvin. Please welcome Eddie Kingston. And he runs down the ramp too fast for the camera to catch him. He pushes the camera aside. Yo, it hits the hits the thing. I know I gotta do this promo, right? I gotta do this promo. I know I got three minutes. Don't wrap me up. In the back, they had, they'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah. what is wrong with this guy?" That's not what we asked him to talk about. And the, I don't wrap me up, WWE. I know it's different out here. You guys are sports entertainment, but let me just tell you, I got this match, right? He's like doing his own thing. Could you imagine? Uh, they would the be first time out- he's referred to as a sports entertainer. Oh, oh my no. god! Could you, could you imagine? <laughs> 
Um, Eddie, that's not what we asked you. To say. I don't care. I don't care. He, he would just do his own thing. That would be something, man. Yeah. My thoughts to for Kawada. He was so great to me. He meant so who? <laughs> who? <laughs> He'd be listening to all these all Japan wrestlers. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So I did need help on the AEW side because you know, I think you guys had some great names there. I mean, I was doing I was gonna go for the joke there and give you like John Silver uh and Brandon Cutler uh and, and maybe Roosh. And yeah. so those some some names there. Roosh too di- too difficult and too much for WWE TV, Roosh. Yeah, yes. Oh yeah. Again, uh, this is the second he chops Roman Reigns a little too hard. I was, Paul yeah. Heyman just in the corner going, what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was, I was going to go with the jokes of like Griff Garrison and Evil Uno that would never be in the WWE. But but my, my serious ones on the WWE side, like Roman Reigns is a WWE lifer. Right? See, okay, so. Right? Fair? I, I initially, I, I initially, I have Roman written down, but I put a question mark next to it just because. No. Like. Supposedly they want him, or the, the rumor is now, maybe they want him to hold on to the title long enough to pass a reign that Hogan had or whatever. Like, at the height of Hulk Hogan's run, everybody thought he was probably a WWE lifer, right? Yep. Uh, yes. So I, I, I guess I could see it with Roman, but th- the problem is, like, they just don't have too many of those part-timers at this point. My guess is, I, I think Roman's probably a WWE lifer at this point because if WWE doesn't have anything for him, my guess is he's probably made enough money at this point where he's like, ah, I don't need this. Maybe he goes and, and tries to you know make a couple seven bucks promotion movies or something. I don't know. But it, it seems like if he's not in WWE, he wouldn't. But again, I, I think just because he's that champion that we all associate it was the same thing with Hogan when he initially went to WCW. Now, right, now along here, those lines, like if he yeah. ever got that itch of wanting to work more, like wanting to show what he can do in the ring, and like there isn't something there under Hunter, I could see one day him be like, you know what, this ain't for me anymore. That that all depends on if AEW has a WCW renaissance where they take over for WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like that means that in the ratings, revenue, everything else, now the number one brand for more than 83 weeks. Uh, would actually be AW. Now, that's the only way I'd see Roman Reigns going over. It's yeah. like, okay, WWE's in the mud. Boy, they're struggling. And I don't think they'll, they'll ever struggle again because yeah. if they can't – say, for instance, and this sounds crazy, Gabe, there could be a situation where WWE is in such trouble, like, well, it's not worth it here, working here in America. Let's just put our shows in Canada. We'll just be a regional show in Toronto or we'll just go international because it doesn't work. WWE had to do that before. WWE was in such – financial uh, strain that they went to like Kuwait and they went to Mexico, other places just to make money. So I don't Mm -hmm. think the WWE will ever be in that, in that shape. I wrote down Roman Reigns. I think Randy Orton also is a WWE lifer. Yeah. He could have, he could have left before went to Japan someplace else. He's in the twilight. He's not leaving. Uh, Also, Miz is never leaving oh, WWE. No, he's not I going anywhere. <laughs> no, he, he, give him the Jordan Belfort. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going anywhere. Yes. Could you imagine? Is this like, yeah, Miz, we're cutting you. Uh, but New Japan's available. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Uh, he, Miz he versus wanna... Okada. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Rainmaker! Like in three seconds, it'll be all over. <laughs> Bam! It'll be all over for Miz. And you know what I wrote down as a dark horse, bro? It's I wrote down Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I wrote down Charlotte and Becky. 
And I know Becky's deal's coming up, but I just, I don't know. I just see both of them at this point. I I don't see them going anywhere. Again, Charlotte, I think, could potentially have other options. You know, I mean, there's always whispers out there before the unfortunate knee injury that she had that, oh, maybe she has a career in Hollywood. Maybe she can be that next crossover star. So to the point where, okay, would she, I mean, I know Rick went over there, but I, you know, but her husband is coming (laughs) back to WWE, presumably, right? So I, I can't imagine her being outside of WWE as well. Um, so I, I, and then, I mean, for, for the joke one, I mean, I put punk because. <laughs> Could you say never though? Oh, no, you can't. I can't. <laughs> if, if he if, called Tony tomorrow, he's working dynamite next week. The door's always open. Like, the door's always open. Anything <laughs> that you want to do, anything you want to do, the door's always open. Like it, I mean, but yeah. again, it's up to AW. Say, for instance, AW starts to get on that roll where they can be able to have great. Um, uh, not only arena attendance, but stadium attendance. Where right. now you're neck and neck with it. You won't reach WWE's financial status, but as far as perception, and now yeah. you're now now there's a possibility because now you're making more money. And Gabe, the TV deal makes a big difference for the next five to ten years. Whatever mm-hmm. AEW is going to get. Would you put Cody on the list? No, Cody I think Cody's. I think Cody. Cody's going to eventually end up back in AEW. He's like I his old he's, man. He's like his old man because he gets bored. Like right. Dusty comes over there with the polka dots, common man, dancing around. Yeah, after three years, he was done. Right back to WCW. Like I think that Cody w- wants to finish the story, be the champion, and then after another cycle, gone. So for me, otherwise WWE Miz was the only like in ring I had. The others I sort of wrote down were. Michael Cole feels WWE yeah. lifer. I don't see him working anywhere else. And do you put Sean and Hunter on the list? Well, Michael, uh, for sure, he wants to retire soon. Right. Well, he's a little raspy in Portland, by the way. It's like, boy, that age has started to kick in, that travel. Oh, no no <laughs> wonder they – I mean, no wonder he didn't want to work both shows anymore. That's <laughs> schedule, man. He made the comment recently. He was just like – I think it was last year he said – uh, only, I'm only going to do this for a few more years, and then I'm going to disappear, and no one will ever hear from me again. Yep. That's Good for him. Said. Good for said. him. Because, man, I'll tell you what. That dude's underrated. Like, he is so underrated. Like, I, I enjoy it when he's on there. Obviously, Vince no longer being in his ear, I think, has really opened him up and freed him up a little bit. But that dude that dude deserves a lot more yeah. respect from, from wrestling fans. Uh, I think he's set there. Who's the other? Oh, you said oh Triple No Triple H and Hunter. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And again, that all depends on AEW. If, if what if right? But just the way the infrastructure is right now, it just seems like anything else, right? TNA had a little bit of a run. AEW with a run now. Um, WCW had a run, but is it sustainable? And we don't know the answer to that until we see the next TV deal. And I think that's only fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, so, we, but we can keep, we keep going with that list though. I mean, there's a at oh Luther, yeah. Luther, you know, never going to be a WWE. You know, we can keep well, going I, with this. We list. had a comment here, you know, saying Seth Rollins. I could easily see Seth Rollins in AEW, especially oh, yeah. given his love of the industry. Like, you're telling me eventually Seth Rollins may not want to, you know, w- wants to go head to head with a Will Ospreay or with some of the talent over in New Japan or Wrestle and Wrestle Kingdom. I could see Seth Rollins in a couple of years jumping over to AEW the same way that Brian Danielson did. Where yep. it's like, hey, you know what? I've kind of wrestled everybody here. I've done everything there is to do here. Man, 
Wrestle Kingdom would be a lot of fun. And then do and it just on do good a short terms. run over there. Yeah. Like, I feel uh-huh. like Brian's going to end up working for WWE again. Like, he's going to yep. be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Like, Rollins can go that same exact path. Yeah, Nick, I completely agree. Nick Camarado. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a Vince look. They can work with him. See, stop bringing Vince up. Vince is not like, there. He's Vince. still sort of there. Tom Rado had a dancing gimmick in WWE. It would work perfect for him. <laughs> Keith Lee. Uh, yeah. Is he even an AEW? Like, I don't Man, just oh, oh, come on. It's, it's just low blow. It's oh, sad bro. now. Now it's it sad. Johnny TV. Just keep going. I mean, it's just like <laughs> no. I mean, Johnny TV is going to still work everywhere. Yeah. Like Johnny TV still has at least one stop in every company. <laughs> there, there is no Lucha Underground for him to go to. There's no. He's running out of places. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna he's gonna take another lap. He's got yeah. you know he's he's completed the circle and now he's gonna go around again. God, he's, he's gonna still... be his tag team partner again. Like we do the whole thing. It'll work out. He's ageless, man. You can't even tell how, how old he oh, is. God. He's still got the no same idea. great body. I mean, right. just. Yeah. No, who's who's more ageless, him or R Truth? Oh, oh, I think it's R Truth, dude. I mean, like, I want to look think, up how old they actually are. I think R Truth is like fifty. I think Gabe said last week it, he was like 50, 51, something. Yeah, like that. fifty-one. I think R Truth is fifty-one. He's gonna be fifty-two in a week. <laughs> yeah, and that dude's doing some great. But okay, since I since I brought it up, but I texted you guys this earlier today. Who's doing better backstage segments right now? Is it R Truth or is it Tony Storm? Johnny TV 44, by the way. Hmm. Who's doing better backstage work? Boy, Tony Storm. But then we I, saw that vignette from Our Truth, which was hilarious. Yeah, it was so good. A like, lifelong it dream. It, it took the my childhood hero John Cena gimmick and it turned it up a notch of <laughs> lifelong. Like the picture of the five babies, like <laughs> with the different layers. <laughs> like it was. Like I didn't think somebody would be able to give Tony Storm a run for her money, and then our truth just comes along, and the guy is just so good. That the thing with Tony though is like I'm legit excited for the Wendy Richter payoff because like that's the path we're going down. Like she keeps calling her out. She thought she was there last night. Like we're gonna get Wendy Richter at one point, and that's gonna be exciting. I, I think the three of us get it. I hope the audience gets how funny yeah. that is. And I think Wendy probably has one more match left. We think Medusa has one more match right. left. Um, oh. So just uh, Wendy Richter? And like, uh, no, it's not her. Like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty funny. I don't know, man. I'm giving the slight edge to Tony because Tony's been doing it a little longer. Because sure, R-Truth yeah. just got back. But just the R-Truth stuff, man. And by the way, that is an inside joke from what I understand from WWE. That is Triple H 100%. He thinks, he thinks R-Truth is the funniest dude ever because he keeps getting all this mic time. You know, yeah. and like, oh, like yeah. Vince, Vince didn't get it as much as Triple H gets it, and that's why he that R Truth is in the limelight there to give a little bit more color, a little bit more uh, levity to the Judgment Day. The, it's been I mean, awesome. he he's always been that way. I can't. Somebody posted because again, R R Truth. I can't remember who, where I saw it, but a promo that he cut getting ready for like Money in the Bank or something, and. And Kane went, and the Kane, it was like corporate Kane was like in charge of the whole thing in the suit. And he's, Truth, you aren't even in this match. Yes. Oh, I'm not? All right, you know what? That's that's on me. That's my bad. Like he does, and guys are just dying in the ring. Like guys are just <laughs> doubling over because Truth is like, or you know what? Rumble Honest shows mistake. Up the that's on me. Like when he sets up the ladder in the middle of the rumble, like, <laughs> didn't he have money in the bank? And it's like, what are we doing? Like, 
just, just the idea that he can hold on to it and everyone else is laughing. I mean, right. this is purposely oh, done. Yeah. Just like, we're going to oh, put yeah. this out there to see if you guys, I mean, Damian Priest has just been cracking up the entire time. This is the era of the crack up. Yeah. Vince wouldn't have never allowed this. Serious? Goddamn! He would have. There's no way he would have allowed all of this nonsense, whether it's Sami Zayn or R-Truth. It's just fun. It's fun yeah. when they do that. What do we got at number two this week, Brian? We are a little over two weeks away from the Royal Rumble. Little teaser starting to be placed. So with the men's Rumble, let's make our predictions now. Who should the final four of this year's Rumble be? So I wrote down four names, and I realize right now it's Raw heavy. Because all four of them are from Raw. But that's because over on SmackDown, it feels like the Royal Rumble's kind of been an afterthought. You know, I mean, they they set up the fatal four-way for Roman, but, I mean, outside of Bobby Lashley declaring this week, I don't know if you've had a lot of people over on SmackDown declaring. So it's really been more of a running theme through the shows on Raw. So I think the final four at the Rumble that makes the most sense, I would say, Cody, because I guess my parameters for this were, it has to seem, in in the final four, you, you know, a, it makes sense. Yep. You can, you know, see it happening in your head. And, you know, even if, you know, the fourth guy on this list has a long shot chance, like the crowd might get excited with the thought of him potentially doing it. I, I think of when, I can't remember who the fourth one was, but it was when we were on the track of Triple H versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And the crowd was really rejecting Roman. And I know the final three that year were Roman, Triple H, and well, at the time, Dean Ambrose. And the crowd really got behind Dean. And so I, I, I just kind of copying off of that idea. So I went Cody, Punk, Drew, and my fourth one was Jay. Where I think you okay. can make all four of those make sense storyline-wise. And I think especially with Jay, like if Jay ends up making it to the final two, like I think the crowd starts to buzz a little bit about Jay with the thought of, of him being, you know, back against Roman. Guys, what do you think of this four? Um, Cody, Drew, Carmelo Hayes, Punk. Hmm. Carmelo Hayes, I don't, maybe he gets an early draw and they just sure. want to see what he can do. How can uh-huh. you sustain yourself? Because that's just, as a star for the future, he's probably the first to be eliminated out of, out of those four. And I just think that that tells a story of, hey, we're putting this kid in the spotlight. This is your future star for 2025. So and people will remember that. So what about kind of put him in that Gunther spot? Because Gunther right. last year, you know, he was the Iron Man, started one or two or whatever, and lasted all the way to the final four. And I think about- to your point, Gabe, I like that fourth spot being reserved for sort of that wild card to where maybe like I feel like Dolph usually would end up there. Where it's like, is this a year? Like, is Dolph gonna do it? And then of course, you know, he never is. So that's why I had the same three of Cody Drew Punk. My fourth, I had like KO or Sammy to sort of get that tease. And the other one is sort of way out there. What about Gable? Like, I know they sort of cooled him off recently, but he had such a strong year, almost as a reward of like, hey, you had a hell of a year. Go be the final four in this. Well, I think you could do kind of Gable in that same vein of Carmelo Hayes because right. you know you know the dude could you know be the Iron Man. You know you could throw him in there at three or four, and he ends up in that final four, going the distance, doing crazy things, showing off his strength, eliminating right. some bigger superstars along the way. I think you could easily do that for Gable. Sammy, Sammy could be exciting potentially. Um, is, just he, because, is, he, is he healthy? Is he ready to go? Well, he he wrestled in the house shows that they did. Or at least made appearance. I guess I don't know if he actually wrestled. I just know he, he he appeared up in Montreal when they were doing their holiday tour, and he appeared a couple of those shows. He hasn't been on TV for a while, 
because um, they wrote him off. So I, I don't know. I mean, that would be a nice surprise. Yeah. You know, you hear Worlds Apart, he'd get a pretty good pop for that. He wrestled, uh, yeah, late December. He worked those house shows. Yeah, he worked. Okay. So, okay. So I, I wasn't sure. I knew he had tweeted out that he was going to make the appearances. Yeah. I guess I didn't even know if he, he actually wrestled or not. So just a lot because, of matches against Finn and then him and KO versus Dom and Finn. So he's been there. Yeah, I mean, it just it didn't make sense to go to Montreal without Sammy. So right. <laughs> yeah, that was, part of the, that was part of the holiday tour. Like, you have Sammy Zayn. You, <laughs> you're in Montreal. You kind of have to put the two together if you want the crowd to go home happy even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready not, to be yeah. hurt again, though, if he's Final Four. Like, me to get my hopes up, like... Uh, is this happening? And then you know, of course, it's not. You don't. You don't know how complicated how complicated that was under Vince. By the way, would you just laid out about Montreal? We need a Canadian, uh, sir. Sami Zayn is from Montreal. He is. Well, goddamn, bring him in. Like I, that's that's what I mean. Seriously, sometimes he'd forget that. <laughs> like it, like right. it seems obvious to us, but he sometimes he had to be reminded. If you have Canadians on the roster, I think that probably go, go good on the tour, sir. Okay, we'll do that. But I, I, I like I like these four. With Drew McIntyre, though, he's getting to the point now, Gabe, where, yes, great promo segment with Punk to start off Raw. You get to the point now that you're not necessarily with him anymore. You're not sure if he's ever going to be able to win the big one. You're not a money-in-the-bank guy. You've lost on TV for, the, uh, for Seth's championship. You've had your opportunities, and it's like there's a heel that's there. There's bitterness there. But what does that mean? Right. Does it do anything for you if he's the one that beats Gunther? You think that's the match at uh, the Rumble or WrestleMania? Or? At Mania. I'm just trying to think of other solutions. They're obviously not putting the world title on him. He I agree. Like he has to win something at some point. I mean, I could see. I could still see something where. I mean, honestly, I could still see him winning the Rumble. I could really? see him in WrestleMania and then having Priest cash in on him immediately. Who's WrestleMania? Which one? Twenty five. <laughs> I mean, because he, because he's, yeah. but, but I mean, the, the character. Here's a weird thing. The, it's like, you know, what Drew McIntyre is. He's right now. He's Hangman Page, in that, yeah, hot, hot character. But now, what's next? Like Drew McIntyre is not going to be anywhere around the title picture, even though he keeps bitching about it. Like he's just a guy that's complaining and has really banger matches, but not really in the title picture. Same thing with Hangman no. Page. You can Page can go face to face with Samoa Joe, but. Even though I like Paige, especially now, he feels like a heel. I don't know he's going to win a championship this year. Well, no, he's he's a hanger on. Both of them are yeah. like they both had opportunities. They both had banger matches, right? Again, you bring up you want to bring up Hangman Page. I mean, his feud with with Swerve was probably one of the best feuds that AEW did in all of 2023. But instead of moving on, he's kind of hanging on and trying to go for the ride that Swerve is, where. Drew's just kind of trying to hang on at, at, at this point. It's to CM Punk as right. Punk is is escalating in WWE. These are, these are the contenders at work, guys. It's kind of like, okay, what's the best matchup? All right, Nakamura, we need you to work with Cody just to get right. heat up Cody. Okay, Punk, you need you to work with McIntyre to, to heat up Punk. That's kind of what it is. And, that, and you fall into that. That's not mid-card. That's just saying we trust you as an opponent to get someone else over. That's where Drew is right now. But I still like the idea of Drew just because his promos have been great and believable awesome. to, be, to be in that four. But I like Carmelo Hayes because that's something that no one would be looking for. And then he can prove himself in that uh, in that rumble. I mean, I honestly did think about Knock as that wild card fourth spot just as a reward 
for the feuds that he had with Seth, with Cody. Hey, you did a hell of a job. We built you up into this thing. Go out there at the Royal Rumble, put on a show, be that fourth guy, get my hopes up that they actually might do something with Nakamura and then throw him over the top row. The other one I throw in sort of like the same reasoning. What about Dirty Dom? <laughs> how about how about him draw number two then? Yes. And like him being the cowardly heel, but still just somehow hanging on and being there at the end, you're like, oh no, they're not gonna give it to him, are they? Like that gets some good heat. <laughs> you want to prove himself? Be out there for 50. Dom's been out there for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, oh, oh dying out there. <laughs> it's like, sure. You gotta heat somebody up, I believe, in that spot. And yes. I, you know, so mm-hmm. I, Dom, Dom would be great because, you know, but here's the thing. Could the crowd keep up the booing in Tampa right. that long? For an hour? Yes. <laughs> it's just like, you keep out there that long, you turn a baby face. They get tired of booing. They're like, all right, we can't boo this guy anymore. We got to start cheering him. Booing him's taking too much effort, guys. Yeah, he hangs out in the corner a lot of the match, and then someone comes out that gets a huge pop. He squares off with Dom. Like, you do it up and down. It'll work out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love the chicken shit heel roll yeah. in the Royal Rumble oh, yeah. or Battle Royal. That's the best. Oh, uh, that's roll, a, you know, you roll out of the ring underneath yeah. that bottom row. Oh, know. yeah. 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 Plenty of things you could do to get even again because no matter what he does he's getting nuclear heat so right. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't mind dom in that spot but it seems like we all agree that cody punk and drew are going to be yeah. three of the four yep yes and when does punk draw was it 29 tired yeah i mean are we going to see him wrestle or the house show only thing at this point i mean i think they're trying to do his first televised match doing the full circle thing of his last televised match in wwe was the rumble of 14 so his first televised match of his return will be the rumble you know to kind of close the the 10-year loop so his first singles match that we see is in australia at 6 a.m eastern and you know what? That's smart. Bo- if that's the case, smart booking, pal. That'll be better booking than how AEW had him mm-hmm. on a random rampage. That could, and and so and that's why Punk got hurt because he was wrestling unnecessarily. He, you know, for Tony Khan, he needed an ROI quickly, so he kept putting him on shows. And it's kind of—I'll never forget Milwaukee, man. I'll never forget. We get we get the la- the the first dance is it the first dance right in Chicago yeah first dance yep mm-hmm. first dance and then I drove to Chicago uh, to Milwaukee and uh, the first thing out of Punk's mouth is you guys tired of me yet <laughs> <laughs> you just saw me in Chicago gave me all this adulation and in, in Milwaukee you guys tired of me yet I'm out here again with a mic again not special right. not special. WWE is doing the best job and that's how you handle a veteran right that's how you handle a veteran it's like okay. We know that you've had some injury issues. We're going to use you sparingly and keep you fresh to Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania. Yeah, they'll probably, my guess is you'll have two televised matches on Raw between the Rumble and Mania. Okay. You, you guys saw the match against Dom at Madison Square Garden, right? It was on Twitter. The whole thing was on Twitter. Nah, oh, I see it. It was, it was uh, about 13 minutes. Okay. And, and Punk, you know, he was heaving. Because it's like, okay, first of all, it's a garden. Right. So that's yeah. that's one thing, right? It's like, oh God, if I it's sink or swim. There, there there is no reputation stuff. Either you suck or you're the greatest, because it's New York, yep. right? Mm-hmm. There's no in between. There's no oh nope. CM Punk. They'll give you the adulation when you come to the ring, but if you suck, they'll boo you out of the building. And it was just okay. Punk was sucking some wind there because he hadn't wrestled for a while. 
So I just think getting his win back in his body and shape for what's to come, I think, was smart by WWE. That's what do we have at number three, Brian? Speaking of special, we saw possibly a tease for the main event of AEW Revolution, the Young Bucks coming out last night, staring down Sting and Darby Allen. Let's fill in the blank. Young Bucks and Sting's final match is blank. I've, I've run the gamut of emotions <laughs> over the last 24 hours thinking about this, but I think I've arrived at a spot where I, I it feels right. And here's why. Because clearly Sting, like this wasn't Tony Khan. Like this was clearly Sting going, hey, I want to say thank you to two guys that probably helped bring him back into professional wrestling. And Sting thinks that he can tell a good story and have fun. And this also signifies to me that Sting's not going out on his back. Like, I mean, the young bucks don't need that that rub of Sting of, of pinning his shoulders to the mat. Or if they want to be these mega douchey heels that they appear to be after coming out last night in the outfits they had with the thin little mustaches. If you want to get him the nuclear heat, they end up, you know, putting sting on his back and they get that heat. But I think it, it, it seems appropriate to me because I've come to the conclusion that clearly this is what sting wants. And I think you can tell a pretty good story with those two versus the young bucks over the next two months. Well, guys, I really believe when I first saw them come out, first of all, they said Daly's Place. What a great venue. It's a great venue yeah, because so it's different is. than it's it's just different from everything else we see in wrestling. Just mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, so what what happened to the right side of the fans? No, they have a stage and it comes out and just the crowd's always hot. It was cold in Jacksonville, but those fans were into almost every match on Dynamite. That's a a tribute to the fans in Jacksonville. In that facility in that daily's place i thought it was really cool and you heard the um the crowd reaction to the young bucks because we haven't seen them on our tvs for a while and people were like a little bit of a gas like oh the young bucks look at this how about that gabe here they come right so so the reason why i believe that this is great for sting and darby is because there's no tag team in AEW that can carry another tag team like the young bucks they're just it's just a fact think about it Private parties, best match was against the Young Bucks, Mm -hmm. right? You think about the Young Bucks against the Hardys. The Hardys are terrible now because they're up in age and they're crippled. And that's just just a fact. You saw that match, and it was kind of like the Young Bucks said, don't worry, we got you. We got you guys. We'll we'll, we'll handle it because even though the Young Bucks are up in age, they know how to be able to fly. They can be able to carry a match. So I know what maybe you guys were thinking because I was thinking the same thing. Oh, God. I mean, so it's Sting against the Young Bucks, and the, and the Super Kick Party could just like end Sting's life. But I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that they'll be gentle with Sting. They'll put the heat on Darby, and I think the match is going to be fine. That more than likely will be the main event at Revolution, and I think it's going to be okay. Flair is definitely taking a Super Kick, right? Hopefully, oh, without a doubt, without a Hopefully. doubt. I thought he was going to take a bump. I was ready for him to take a bump last night. I, I really thought that was scared last night. I thought Hobbs was going to break him. I was hoping. <laughs> I was, and I love Ric Flair, but just the idea that you get a spot on Dynamite, get the hell out of the ring. Yeah, but you're, I mean, that, I mean, the guy that's always dressed clean, jeans. What did he lose his luggage? <laughs> jeans, bad jeans. Who old man jeans? Get right. out of there, Flair! Like you're, you're chopping, and then of course your spot is the Roddy Piper spot, just the eye poke, and then get out. He can barely get out of the ring. Get out! But but I, you didn't like that that analysis I gave, bro. It's I could tell. I laid out how the Young Bucks are are very good at carrying a tag team that's that's underneath them, 
And I think that that works. You're not so sure. Yeah, okay. you have something? Well, no, I was going to say, because the, the other thing I would say, like the other team that could probably carry another tag team are the Lucha Bros. Now, Ray's injured right now. Sure. But, they, but the Lucha Bros, unfortunately, because of the language gap and, and their English isn't great, like they don't carry stories. Like those guys put on banger matches, but they're not carrying on these long blood feuds and stories other than the feud they have with the Young Bucks because – well, they've had like seven bangers in AEW in their time together. And, you know, th- they've reached fight forever status anytime those two tag teams get together. So th- the other tag team that could potentially do the things that you're talking about, I just don't think could tell the same story that you're going to be able to get, you know, because you know you're going to get Mike time with Darby and Sting and you're going to get Mike time with the Jacksons. And I think that they're going to be able to do something good. Yeah. And that's it. I think. FTR you could put in that boat. So that's the thing. I agree with everything you're saying about the in-ring stuff. I think the match will be good. And we've seen that from Sting. Like, last night was good. Him taking that bump, like, through the table, which he almost missed. Like, it was entertaining. It was a good match. I think it'll be similar to that. And maybe I get hooked, but, like, I just don't know what the story is yet. And maybe I think I've convinced myself that it was going to be him versus Darby. Like, I guess we're just never going to get a Sting one-on-one match, which obviously is something he doesn't want. But... I'd like to see that as the final match. Like him versus Darby, let Darby get the win and go out that way. Yeah, I'm I, I'm, I'm betting that he probably yeah, he probably doesn't think he can put on a full sure. 14 to 15 minute match by himself at this point. Yeah, he just he can't do it. Sure, I think and, and, that's and, fine. He, and that's okay. It's yeah. well, 62. Right. Like I, I like I understand. I didn't think like, he'd look this good at 62. Right. Yeah. Uh, that he can't he can't do it. It's, it's, I think it's the match that we all thought like yeah, your last match should be a singles match, stinger splash, scorpion death lock or drop one two three right or tap and it just I don't think he can do it. And, I'm sure and, he and saw the player one. It's like I'm not doing that. That's okay, and that's yeah. okay, and that was like, fine too. But I also think that I mean he's had his best matches when they've done these no rules. You know, like last yeah. night was a tornado tag where he can get protected a little bit more, you know, yeah. so it's not just the lights being shown on him to do all this technical wrestling work in the middle of a ring where, I mean, how many times he's jumped off a bunch of things. He did the scorpion death drop onto the table last night. Like he's done a lot of the high flying stunts and that's what's kind of made this AEW run such a memorable one for Sting. Yeah. Yep. I, and, and and not to be critical of Sting cause I'm not, cause this is going to be his last match coming up, but there's some times guys in some of these, tornado tag team matches where stings got lost sure yeah. we've seen it just like okay he just doesn't know what the next spot is and has admitted it like hey you know that's on me i i got lost in the match well, i'll give sammy you another Guevara told the story i believe it yeah. with chris van vliet where sammy hit that 450 through the table on sting and he was worried he'd kill sting because the spot was sting was supposed to move and he just didn't get out of the way fast enough, so Sammy got him with it. He, he forgot. And he was so concerned that he killed Sting right there. Yeah, he, he forgot. Like, yeah. you imagine that feeling? Yeah. You imagine yeah. that feeling? Like, oh no, I, I wasn't Sting. supposed to hit him. Like, yes. Sammy can't do anything yes. else. But the yeah. great, th- but the great thing is, is that you know I mentioned that little thing about Sting, why he might forget some spots. I, you can understand he's been in a million matches, yeah. but it's not embarrassing. That's the thing. No. It's not. It has not been embarrassing. AEW, to their credit has handled Sting better than WWE did with Goldberg or The Undertaker, without sure. question. Uh, the other example, by the way, I was going to give is uh, the Young Bucks against Top Flight. Uh, yeah. that, was on, that was on a rampage uh, last year. Now, again, Dante Martin and Darius Martin, they are high flyers, but you could just tell from the Young Bucks, they're like, 
okay, just settle in here, just settle in, just calm down so we can have a good match. That's because of the Young Bucks. Now, this is the same Young Bucks I used to re- resent because I got so tired of them having the Young Bucks match. <laughs> oh, God, here comes the Young Bucks match. That means they can do whatever they want to, super kick party, never mind about the official, no rules, whatever, right? They've settled in now and can slow down as veterans to be able to command the match, not trying to take it over, but just to settle it in. And I think that they'll do that in appreciation for Sting. I think it's a, those are great opponents for Sting and Darby. Yeah, I did appreciate JR last night shouting out the fact that there were no rules, so he didn't have to complain about the officials. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Triple H! <laughs> <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> I've come around, and I understand. I understand. Probably people's mileage may vary on the Young Bucks, and I, I, I've been one where when they won that um, that tag team opportunity, whenever that was, that then was eventually taken from them by Jericho and Omega. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, they really didn't need that. Like, what are we doing here? I think if they kind of settle into this you know, being sparingly used for only big time things, I think we can become more appreciative of the Young Bucks a little bit more the way that I think the WWE fan base became more appreciative of John Cena after he was, you know, when it was, let's go Cena, Cena sucks and the five moves of doom, like everybody hated Cena. But when, when he left and you had an opportunity to miss him and then he comes back, like he's, he's pretty universally adored at this point. If you save the Young Bucks for a lot of these big-time matches, if you save them for another great tag match with, you know, the, the Lucha Brothers and do stuff like that or, you know, FTR and, and keep, keep doing some of the bigger things, I think you can do that with the Young Bucks and maybe this kicks that off with what yeah. they're able to do with, with Darby and, and Sting. Yeah, I mean, bro, it's you could have that singles uh, sting match, but you'd have to do it the way AJ Styles and The Undertaker did it. It had sure. to be one of those matches. It had to ed- heavily edit it. You could do it that way, you know, like anarchy in the in the stadium match in which it's Sting and he's going up the stairs and you just kind of chop it up to make a nice match. But it's better this way. <laughs> oh, no, this is so much better than ha- yeah. the way we had to watch Taker. Like you specifically mentioned him. Like it was rough watching Taker go out those last few minutes, even though that was once a year. It was rough. Like, I haven't felt that way at all with Sting in the ring. Yeah, because they've done a good job protecting him. And, yeah, I, I think it's been pretty spectacular. What do we got in news and notes this week, Brian? All right, we got a busy Saturday night of pro wrestling. How about 10 o'clock live from Norfolk after AEW Collision? It's Battle of the Belts 9. Tag titles on the line. Ricky Starks and Big Bill defend against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And Julia Hart defends a TBS title against Anna Jay. Those are the only two matches announced so far. I, I'm going to get divorced <laughs> after 23 years of marriage. I think that I think that uh, the wife has had enough um, because there's just so much wrestling now, man. This is I mean, battle of the belts because that's what we need. Just more wrestling on. Well, Saturday wait, I got night. more Saturday, eight o'clock from Vegas. TNA wrestling hard to kill. Alex Shelley defends the world title against Moose. Trinity defends a knockout title against Jordan Grace and TNA has promised quote, Worlds will collide. You won't believe who is showing up. You got to tune into uh, that. How come that's not a question on here? Like, who's showing up for TNA? I don't see that on the bottom of the screen. Where is where's who's Answer showing up away. for TNA? Who will show up? Johnny uh, TV. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. No problem. I got no problem with that. Um, so, Cyrus. 
because of me. <laughs> what are you trying to kill the company? You're trying to kill the NWA world champion right there. Yeah, okay. Thank, thank you, Jinder. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much for that. Yes. Thank you very much. And by the way, uh, the uh, the show for TNA, Hard to Kill, yep. is going to be on Triller TV, powered by Fight. So that's that's what's going to happen there. And so I'll be checking that out on Saturday. because You know what? And I actually am interested because they're going to be in Vegas. I want to see what that crowd looks like. I saw the setup, and it's kind of like – it was kind of like there's it's um, auditorium, and like the stage is set up – like a comedy act. I'm like, so where's the ring going to be? It can't be just on the stage. They yeah. had to move some chairs out, right? It was weird to look at. Um, they'll figure it out, though. I think it's close to a sellout. So Is is Battle of the Belts necessary anymore? Because I just assumed that they did Battle of the Belts to like get more things on TNT. But once they added Collision, like Battle of the Belts just seems like, okay, you've got your two hours of wrestling on TNT every week. What do, what do we have to do these random battle of the belts like yeah, we don't they're need always these. forgotten like it makes no sense why these oh yeah happen. no and clearly tony forgets about him <laughs> yeah oh, uh, anna jay yeah. come on down you earned yourself a tbs title opportunity go ahead and good luck fight julia hart two, two things well, guys two things with that if they're going to pay you to put on more wrestling that's fine but it but you have to try to find a, a way to make it special maybe this should just be just on youtube it shouldn't be on tv because it becomes skippable like rampage at times like i mean nothing against the performers it's just the idea that battle of the belts is supposed to be like saturday night's main event or clash of champions a special yeah. but it's not special if it's aligned no. with another show that's right before it it's not we've no. seen this before we've laughed at this as a show like it's collision and then there's like no real open for Battle of the Belts. It's just a slate. Battle of the Belts. And it's just like, all right, guys, we're back. You what do you mean back? I thought it was a special show. What do you mean back? And that's and that's why once you had a collision, like if this was its own standalone thing on Saturday, it could feel special. But like you said, either now it ends up going on after Rampage on Fridays, or it goes on after collision. So it's just like the after party of those two shows. I just well, I don't get excited know. Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll be watching a lot of it. Uh, so I've got busted open on Sunday, so yeah, I'll be watching a lot of it. Uh, but but I'm gonna check out TNA for the show, so we'll t- we can talk about it next week because I'm I am actually interested in finding out how new or different this is. And because of wrestling free agency, anybody can show up yeah. in Vegas. Anybody can show up, and whatever that is, that's fine. We'll, that's the we'll first TNA pay per view. The return to TNA. Yeah, so I'll check it out. We'll see. We mentioned them earlier, the Hardys. Jeff Hardy on Instagram posting last night. The Hardys will not be appearing on Dynamite, and quote, they are stuck in the dimension of AEW Rampage. That's where they belong. I don't know if I, I know I'm the only one on this on this panel that watched yep. them wrestle on, on Friday. But it's bad. It is. Like, it's 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 they tried to do a spot. They tried to do poetry in motion. If you're familiar with the Hardy Boys, the last 20, 30 years, you're probably familiar with this move. Matt gets down on all fours with an opponent in the corner. Well, in this instance, they had two of their six-man tags. They had two of their three opponents in the corner. And he goes for poetry motion where he usually steps on Matt's, Jeff steps on Matt's back and ends up kind of launching himself sideways into the opponent. Uh, He ended up stepping on Matt's back, slipping and face-planting into the opponent's, you know, yeah, it was it was very awkward. Um, 
you know, good job, you know, for um, the announced crew for AEW. Oh, a splash was done in the corner. You know, they, they he did his best to try to save it. It could not be saved. It's, I love the Hardys. I respect everything they've done for professional wrestling. But much like watching Ric Flair's last match, like, I don't need to see this again. Like, you guys just don't move like you used to, and that's fine because you guys did a lot of things to your bodies over the years. And it's just, you don't have any more in you. And I know that's probably tough for them to hear because you see Edge, you see Christian out there doing their thing right now, especially in the same company. But at the same time, they didn't do the same thing. I mean, Edge had nine years off. You know, Christian didn't do the same things in terms of the high-flying spots that you guys have done over the years. And unfortunately, that's taken their toll and your careers aren't just going to be as long. Yeah, guys, it's just sad now. That's all it is. It's just sad because um, they're, they're already Hall of Famers. We know how great that they were. It's funny, though, is that almost every arena they go to, because I've seen it live, when the first quarter of that song hits, they're open, their music, the fans just, they pop every yep. time because they respect the Hardys and then the bell rings. Right. And, yeah. and so, and so, and that's just what it is. Like they're veterans. They should not be bitching about being on rampage. They got a problem with it. Call Paul Levesque. Call that's the, the issue. Like it's one thing yeah. to not have it, but then to be so openly defiant of it. Like this isn't the first time they've openly bitched about like, Oh, we're stuck on rampage. Oh, we're not on TV. It's like, yeah, you don't really deserve TV time right now. The idea that you say that you're stuck on Rampage, you should just be blessed that you're actually on TV, that someone is actually willing to watch you. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, um, I, I don't understand that attitude. You, what, they think that they should be on the same channel uh, on the same time slot as Christian and Edge and what the, the magic that they're making? No, thank you. No, you you don't deserve that. Not now. But again, hats off to everything that you've done, but you should be winding down trying to help the next generation behind the scenes. Elsewhere in AEW, DJ Woo Kid was on Jim and Sam's show talking about the fight at All In. Since there was a lot of fighting and cursing, he thought it was all supposed to be fake in regard to CM Punk. And the big quote, talking about who broke it up, he said, quote, the big guy, the Hawaiian-looking dude. He was the guy going ham. And I was like, oh, shit. So there's your Samoa Joe breakdown. (laughs) The Hawaiian-looking guy. Yeah. (laughs) CM Punk saves today, or Samoa Joe saves today. And I'm glad that he was able to identify that because, you know, we have two Samoa Joes in wrestling now. Fair. Yeah. It's it's Samoa Joe and Joe from WWE. (laughs) So you have two Samoans named Joe as a a heavyweight champion. So I'm glad he was able to identify at least one Samoan that was there. (laughs) So at least we got some clarity, right, from one eyewitness that says (laughs) that Samoa Joe was trying to break things up, which was actually what we heard, in which Samoa Joe told CM Punk, hey, man, let's just get in the ring because Punk was going to leave. Right. He Mm -hmm. wasn't using it. And so they was like, all right, let's just do the match. And then they did one hell of a match because that's what those two guys go. Yes. It ended up being a great match. So do do we think that – Joe being AEW champion now is related to his role in that. Because I don't, I don't think Joe's run here is going to be very long. Yeah. Because he got like Swerve that. heating up right behind him. And I'm okay with that too, because Joe's a little bit older. And again, I love Samoa Joe on my television. I thought he caught a hell of a promo last night. Anytime you put a microphone in that man's hands, good things are going to happen. But you know, as hot as Swerve is, I would hate to see... Samoa Joe kind of slow down the swerve momentum. I agree. Uh, Let's stick with Samoans. The Rock posting on Instagram backstage pics from his Monday Night Raw appearance and adding, quote, 
And now we make history, raise the bar, and do things that have never been done before in WWE. All right, raise the bar. Where have I heard that before? Um, there's a, <laughs> we are the bar. <laughs> I don't think that's where we've heard that. Before. Oh no, <laughs> no, I think we've heard that in meetings every month about raising oh, the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we've heard that. Maybe Dwayne's uh, listening. So I'm glad you brought up the Rock. I'm glad you brought him up because I think we could circle back to our conversation last week, guys. The more and more I think about our show last week, the more and more I think that the Rock and and um, the Rock as well as Roman Reigns could be the main event at Elimination Chamber, and in which the Rock wins the championship. I'm thinking about it now, and here's why: apparently, the people in Australia really want the rock badly mm-hmm. yep that is part of as a geography minor i should know this is this not part of the the pacific rim the south pacific australia look sure. that up robots look it up no nope. look it up look it up before we go off the air pacific our time is limited. rim yes so what i'm saying is is that imagine that matchup with roman reigns and the rock and the audience that would really enjoy that so I would say that now more than ever, because Australia is willing to pay is through the nose to get that match. When you have tourism that's willing to pay that, then I'm starting to think that might be the main event. So, so then what you just you, run that ba- you run that main yeah. event back at Mania? Mm, no, I think that there's a Cody Rhodes in there. There's a Roman in there. They're going to figure out something. But this, they want The Rock. Could you cut? Let me ask you this. Well, again, that's, the, where, that's where I could see The Rock. Because, again, Rock Roman does not need the championship. It is about family supremacy. So I think you can still have The Rock show up there and be, you know, the reason that Roman loses the title to a Cody Rhodes. And then. No, no, no. Like Rock against Roman in, in Australia and. In, in, Roman wins with momentum into WrestleMania against Cody. That's uh, a, that's on the table. Is that not on the table? Because Rock, the Rock, Rock's not winning the title. Is he going to make the, no. the house shows in Toledo? He's not. He's just, like, well, well, Roman doesn't make the house shows in right. Toledo. That show starts he's... at like six a.m. Eastern. Like they're not wasting the Rock on that. I feel like, like I think the Rock can show up there, but I don't. I don't know if you're wasting your. Because presumably this is going to be Rock's last match, right? right? I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I feel like I'm, this is going to be Rock's last match. I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying that. Do not be surprised if you do see that as the as the main event in Australia. Yeah. Because because again, this all this this is all the big circle jerk about Cody Rhodes and whether or not can he finish the story? Will he win in Philadelphia at WrestleMania? How do you get there? Do you get a three-way dance with Cody and Rock and Roman? Does it is it going to be uh, you know uh, the Roman and Cody two? Is that going to be the match? How does Rock involve himself? I don't know. I'm just saying that Australia is making a big push to have that match. I'm telling you. I, I understand. Saudi Arabia wanted Yokozuna, and that Vince couldn't pull that off. <laughs> Different money, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Things like, change. I just don't think you waste your one match with The Rock and put it on waste in Australia. Yes, waste. Yeah, yeah it'd be a waste because not a lot of people are going to watch that show here in the yes. states. You give yeah. them Rhea in the main event, everyone goes home happy. The three of us will watch it. Well, Eventually, yeah, we're like, not watching it live. No, that. But we're going to watch it though. If it's The Rock, we're going to watch it when we can watch it. Sure. And, and by the way, the reason why that they go to to 
you know, Saudi Arabia or to Australia and they're going to be going to France is because it doesn't matter anymore. The UFC has proven that. Like, they can go anywhere. You can watch it when you want to watch it. This is how television is now. This, I mean, as much as a live sport still matters in television, you can still watch it when you want to. And I think WWE is taking that attitude like, hey, we got the money. They, these co- These countries are paying us. Right. So whatever we get from Peacock or whatever streaming service, we're good. That's gravy. Yeah, but I think you're you're doing peak. You're doing your partner in Peacock a disservice. More people are going to sign up for The Rock and WrestleMania because those are two things that are synonymous and recognizable to people who do not already have that service. I I'm just telling you that Australia's making a big push. Don't let me be be right on this show now. I'll have it clipped and I'll have it. I'll have it sent. Wait, wait you're wrong all the time in the show. No, you're always right on this show. I don't know what you're trying to paint yourself in this corner. <laughs> that you're this. I'm not the wrestling genius. I'm just saying. I'm throwing a theory out there that Australia really wants this match. That don't mean that they're going to get it. I just think that's fascinating that they've really made this push. All right. And I, and 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 by the way, as I, the opinion on that for me is the Rock on a show that's not WrestleMania is less than because it's not a ten pole event. I would agree with you that is WrestleMania, Survivor Series, uh, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think things have changed in WWE in that regard. Where the ten pole events we used to know, they'll just take money all the all the time and just keep going to uh, these stadium events. What they if they're all big? What if Rumble is Punk wins, he challenges Rollins, Elimination Chamber is Elimination Chamber. What if you throw Rock in there and he wins it? In the chamber? Yep. No. He's not going to You do can the hide chamber. him enough. Like, he's the last guy to enter. He's not going through any glass. He can't get in there. He's too big. <laughs> <laughs> he's too muscle-bound to get in there. Sideways. Excuse me. It's like me trying to get to an airport bathroom. Just pardon me. Pardon me. Sliding in there. Um, <laughs> we broke Nitzel. There, there, there is one bit of news. Did you see this? This one bit of news? No. N- NWA. It just it, it crossed while we were. I just retweeted it. GKW underscore wrestling on Twitter on X. We are thrilled to announce that the all new NWA programming will appear on the CW starting February 6th. Wow. On, Man, good I, for them. Cocaine spot didn't cost them after all. <laughs> you know what it says here? It says at the CW app. Uh, does that mean, does that, does that, <laughs> they're, not, they're not knocking off Live Golf yet. I think it might be just living on the app right now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where a lot of Live Golf lives as well because they do a lot of international events that are only live on the app. They are uh, in Fort Lauderdale this weekend, standing room only for the NWA. They don't have seats, but standing room only huh? for everyone there. So that's pretty impressive. No chairs. So still, impressive. So February sixth, they are so cocaine bump spot. It's okay. They're going to actually go through the CW app. It's probably you know what. It makes sense for them to be on the app first. If it's good enough programming, enough people are into it, then they'll find a platform on the CW Sports tier. Yeah, on a weekend or something for their mm-hmm. shows to be aired. But the app, that's a good start for the NWA. They're dead on their ass right now. So uh, I wish it would have happened during the 10 pounds of gold. Oh, when it was really hot. 
God, they hate my man when, yeah, when power was first starting to come. Yeah, no, we don't need to dive into that. Uh, is that it for news and notes? That is it. Uh, although, I mean, Mickey James. Didn't Mickey, Mickey James is oh, yeah. job now. Mickey James is joining OVW as creative director and head of female talent, as well as EP for TV. So congrats to a friend of the show, Mickey James. That is, that is great for uh, OVW. Um, Jones and company are, are had a smart hire there, and I think I think Mickey and Nick live in uh, Nashville, so that's pretty easy like drive. That. So that's easy. Mm-hmm. So so I think that works for them, um, and they're looking for TV at some point because mm-hmm. of the success of their Netflix series. So. Told you, twenty twenty four, very interesting, interesting yeah. bedfellows. Yeah, may have to may have to pay attention a little more to OVW as well when we get to a segment like this. What are your boys' matches of the week? Uh, another half hour, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> buckle down. No, actually, you know this will be quick though. So I'll just start off first. I'll say I like Kevin Owens against Santos Escobar. Yep, this is a good kickoff you- on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Broads, what did you like? I like that as well. I also from SmackDown. I liked EO versus Mia Yim. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Against who? Uh, yeah, Mia Yim. I don't <laughs> her real name. You're not gonna call her Mitchin? No. That Styles Clash. What you call? Oh. Wait, wait, Mitchin. <laughs> That's why I don't even try. I don't know. It's me and him. There, no, no, this guy here. That's yeah, a Midwesterner. not her name? That's, no, it's, that's no, what it's her not, name is. No, it's not Midwesterner like me. <laughs> it's Mitchin. It's not bitchin. No, it's just Meechin. <laughs> it's the old Midwestern game night, so called her Mitchin. There we go. I like that Mitchin. Meechin. For God's sakes, Nigel. <laughs> Tell me you're from the, Tell me you're from the from the Midwest. What I'm telling you from the Midwest. I like Mitchin. <laughs> I did like that match. I've got it written down as well. <laughs> but no, the, the Styles, the Avalanche Styles clash was great, and also like the face plant that she took on the suicide dive yes. when Eo Sky got out of the way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> she she is just selling out. She is all in on this match. And it was great. And again, it was a great showcase of Eo Sky and. Gives me some hope that uh, maybe Hunter will start doing some more things with Meechin going forward. Yeah. Uh, the other one I throw out there from last night, Hangman versus Claudio. Awesome way to open the show. Like, those yeah. two. You talk about bumps. That th- that first one, just throwing Hangman out of the ring onto that little ramp barrier. I was like, is he okay? I really enjoyed that match because it elevated Hangman Page. I know that some that I'll get this reference, but Magnum TA when he's in the NWA always looked like a heel to me because he had the thick mustache, right? He was aligned mm-hmm. with Dusty Rhodes all the time, but he's always a baby face. Got cut down because of a motorcycle accident, but he's getting this Magnum TA thick like mustache that makes yeah. him look even more meaner. That's it's just thicker I, than the rest of the beard. Yeah, it's a little something. It's a little tweak because it looks like a heel mustache to me. Yes. So I'm like, okay, of nothing else, at least an added attitude. I like it. That was a really good match to start off Dynamite. And I'll also throw out just a preview for next week if you need. If you haven't canceled your New Japan World yet, Battle in the Valley this week. Also Saturday night, uh, Okada versus Osprey in the main event uh, there in New Japan oh, from San Jose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hood. Moxley's on the show. Eddie defends his titles. <sighs> Matt Riddle on the show. So yeah, I hope you have. I hope you have three screens where you can pay attention yeah. to all this. Yeah, I mean, I got three screens, but I'm gonna have to use your couch to sleep. <laughs> I mean, this hey. is just this is insane. 
Hey, me and my wife are going through the process of buying a house. We got plenty of space for you up yeah. here in Milwaukee, pal. I mean, I mean, just, I mean, and again, I can't complain about it because that's good wrestling, guys. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's good, good wrestling. Yeah. You can I mean, that's where it's like, okay. So it, and again, if somebody shows you, you can pick and choose. All right, let me just scroll right. through this. And these are the two, three matches I want to see on this card, TNA. Let me see. I mean, but it's still time consuming. You have, so, you, we're, we're huge wrestling fans. But boy, there's a bandwidth to it. There's some point at some point you got to sleep. Right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Those are great matches. Okada um, Osprey Saturday night. Get excited. From Raw, it was it was a shorter match, but I thought they made the most of their time. Ivar versus Otis was fantastic. Like they just both showed off their athleticism. Both did a couple of ridiculous things. It was just meaty men slapping meat. It was the hoss fights that we needed on Monday Night Raw. And then going back to Collision, um, no shocker, FTR versus House of Black. That was yes. the main event. That was spectacular. Yes. Yep. I thought a match that I was going to put down, but as a little bit of a miss, and that was Sammy Guevara's matchup against you know, on Wednesday. Uh, he was uh, yeah, Starks. Ricky Starks. Against- you know, there was a problem with that match. Like the 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 um the ending was clunky. It's almost yeah. like Sammy's like, all right, F it. Let's just get out of here. Because even though on paper you're like, hmm, this could be yeah. a really this could be a good match. It just shows you when you don't put time on on the road to work out the kinks, it looked like dynamite. It was just okay, but it could have been more dynamic. You, you could tell the two are trying to do something, and then that weird roll-up. I think Sammy just oh, let's just go home. This is a mess. Yeah, it just I mean, so it didn't that- work. I think there's some rust there probably from Sammy. I mean, because he's been off, hasn't really wrestled a lot because he was out with the concussion, out with, um, you know, the birth of their first child. And he, he had a long time off where he wasn't wrestling. And I think a lot of that rust showed, unfortunately, in that match. Yeah. Uh, the Ciampa match against um, Ludwig Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Ludwig Kaiser, by the way, this might be a say, this might be a blessing with him as a single. I think he can actually do something as a single. He's got all the facials. I mean, he's the guy that takes a beating from Gunther's uh, verbal beating. I think he can actually be something in the singles. I do. Even Ooh. the payoff? Like, are you ready for the like him beating Gunther? Like, I feel we've oh, forgotten about no. it recently. Not him. No. no, that, no can't I'm, beat him. I'm, I'm waiting no. for Gunther Brock at WrestleMania. Okay. That might steal the show. You want to talk about meaty men slapping meat? <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that first chop on Brock, Brock's going to be like, wait, this is real? Yeah. <laughs> what? Huh, no, you. Word of warning to Gunther. <laughs> that oh. first chop, I know you want to hit him real hard. I know you want to give him that good one. You know, st- if you make Brock Lesnar mad, that very well could be your last match. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, one of my favorite one of my favorite videos that I show people from time to time. It's when Braun Strowman was in a match with Brock, and Braun kind of catches him with a stiff knee. <laughs> and seconds later, Brock catches him with a receipt. Oh he punches God. him straight in the face, and and Braun like stumbles back after he just caught a, a hooking right hand. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. Shoof. Okay, like, nope. and Braun's sort of a big guy. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to upset the alpha male of our species. <laughs> Shout out yes. to Pat McAfee. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you, like that first chop, and then Brock turns beat red. Because that's going to happen in every match where it looks like yep. he's having a heart attack. Yeah, that, that's going to be – that'll be problematic. That could be yeah. – that might turn real. He might need other officials that will break him up. <laughs> Who's pulling those two apart, though? Uh, Brock. Russell, 
Rassler's in the back. Just, Brock, just try to just. Brock will let him go when he's done. Oh right. my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh now i'm excited for that potential that wrestlemania it could be a really good wrestlemania season it could be a really good just wrestling season in general in 2024 uh prayers obviously for our guy jay hood that he survived saturday nights and is able to consume all of the wrestling but always make sure you catch him on uh serious xm busted open on sunday morning make sure you check that out uh, 9a to 12p eastern time on Sunday. Also, if you're just listening to this podcast, we also do a video portion. Comment, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Good Karma Wrestling. It was a fun week, boys, and I know it's going to be a fun week next week as well. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're on the road to the Rumble. Things are looking up right now here on Good Karma Wrestling.